Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 143 of the Girl Means Business podcast. It is our second to last episode of 2021. This is one of my favorite time of year for the podcast because we get to have a little fun. And next week is our best of episode, which we do every year, the best clips and episodes of the year that we share with you. So you can go back and binge listen to all the greatness that happened in this last year. We had some amazing conversations, so I can't wait for you to check that out. This week, I am going full Oprah style and sharing with you my favorite things list, business edition. So I'm going to be sharing today with you some of my favorite books, tools, items, personal and office use, and apps that I use on a regular basis within my business. These are things that can help you to be more productive to be more organized on top of things or just more comfortable in your day-to-day work life, especially if you're working from home. So now, unfortunately, I am not going to be able to pull an Oprah and be, you get a car and you get a car or you get this and you get that. But I will link to all of these down in the show notes and over on the show notes page of my website so that you can easily access them if you would like to go purchase these or download them yourself if they are purchasable or downloadable. Now, unlike Oprah, I am not able to give you all of these or gift them to you as much as I would love to, but I do have links down below in the show notes and over on the Girl Means Business website, along with some great deals and offers that I can provide you with discounts on some of these items. All right, so let's get started with some of my favorite things. Now, my first thing I put on this list was my favorite books. I did do a full episode two weeks ago, episode 141, my must-read books for your business, where I really got into a lot of my favorite books for my business. I will share some of those with you really quickly if you didn't listen to that full episode. However, you want to dive deeper into some really amazing business resource books for your business, go back and listen to episode 141. Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but... Number one favorite recommendation of books ever for business is Building a Story Brand with Donald Miller. It is such a great book. It has changed a lot of the way that I view things in my business, how I talk about my business, the content that I create for my business. It is just a really, really wonderful book if you are wanting something that is going to help you get actionable steps you can take right now in your business. My second business book I will recommend to you is a little bit more motivational, and that is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And I would say pretty much any of her books are going to be awesome if you want some really great, like a motivational, like, yes, I can do this. Let's make this happen. This is going to be the best year ever. But not just even like momentarily feel that way. She still gives you things you can start putting into practice that's going to help you to act on that energy and excitement you get from reading her books. Now, while I've talked in a whole episode about must-read business books, I do fully believe in balancing work and play. So I love a good novel. It's one of my favorite ways to relax 
One of my favorite things to do is to either curl up on the couch with a blanket and a good book, or if it's a really nice day, I'll go sit on the patio with a cold drink and or a warm drink if it's cold out and just read. I love audiobooks as well. So I kind of have a balance between like listening to audiobooks while I'm doing chores around the house or like having a physical book that I read. So I wanted to share a four of my sort of favorite books for fun that I read this year. And these are ones that really stuck with me. And I've read a lot of books this year. And I, these, for whatever reason, these four really kind of, the stories stuck with me. Now, part of it may be like when I read books, a lot of times, especially with novels, I connect the, my love for the book with what something that was going on at the time that I was reading it. So an example would be the first book I recommend is called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. It is a uh, Reese Witherspoon book club book. And normally I don't like her book club choices. They're not always my style of book, but this one really caught my attention. They're turning it into either a movie or a miniseries. I can't remember with Jennifer Garner is the main character. And I, my mom and I actually listened to this audiobook on our way back from Colorado. And we were so entrenched in the story that like, if we had to stop to go to the bathroom or for gas, like we would rush back to the car and be like, okay, turn it back on. Let's keep going. So the premise of the book is that the main character, she lives with her new husband and her stepdaughter. And one day a little girl shows up on her porch with a note that says it's from her husband. And she's like, this is confusing. And all it says is protect her. And it, it, this kind of um, chaos ensues. The husband's company is um, in the media for all these kind of corruption stuff. The husband has disappeared. They don't really know what has happened to him or where he is or what role he plays in this, this chaos. And they go kind of on this um, wild goose chase to figure out who he is really like who he really is and what his connection is to all of this and what they do next in their lives. And it is, it's heartwarming. It's funny. It's relatable in some ways because the stepdaughter, she's 15 or 16 and wants nothing to do with stepmom. And it's just, it has so many twists and turns. And I remember listening to it thinking like, this plays like a really great movie. And those are the books I love is when I can kind of picture how this would play out on a movie screen. So I love that they're turning it into um, a show. So that would be my first choice. The second one is called The Last Flight by Julie Clark. I think this might be a newer one. I'm not really sure when it came out. Um, I picked it up at Target. When I go to Target, I always walk the book aisle and see what else is out there that I hadn't read yet. And a friend of mine, or actually my best friend had recommended it too. So we read it together. And the idea behind it is you have two women who are both trying to escape something. They meet at an airport and they decide to switch flights to both kind of escape what they're supposed to be going to do or what why they're there. And in that, you kind of get the aftermath, but at the same time, you get backstory. So it sort of goes backwards and forwards, and you're trying to figure out, like, okay, this is what's happened to one of them since they switched flights. This is what happened leading up to the other one getting on the flight. Where do they both go from here? So it's it's very fascinating. It's a, it's a really easy read. It really, like, page-turner kind of book. It's very, very good. 
Um, I would be surprised if they don't make this into a, a show or a movie as well. All right. The other two I have are both by the same author, Colleen Hoover, who I have come to love the way she writes. The first one, which is how I was introduced to Colleen Hoover, is called Verity. And this story, again, my best friend and I read this together. It's so interesting. It's a very interesting story that I love books that are different, that aren't your typical story arc necessarily, and that I don't see the ending coming. I love, love, love books where I can read and be like, I don't know what's going to happen. Because if I can figure it out halfway through the book, I'm like, nah, I'm kind of done, <laughs> you know? But both of these, I was left going like, I don't even really know what I want to happen in this book because there's so many different ways it could go. So the idea behind Verity is you have your main character who is a writer, and I'm terrible with names, so I'm sorry I don't remember names right now. And she is offered this, she's kind of a struggling writer. She's offered this job where she is supposed to go to take over this very successful writer um, who has started a series. She's supposed to complete the series because the author is no longer able to complete the series. She has been in a car accident and they haven't really shared with the media the information yet, but they basically want her to take over Verity, who is the successful writer. They want her to take over her series. So she goes to the house of Verity's home lives in their house for a while, trying to kind of sort through all of her books and her notes and ends up like kind of falling for Verity's husband. She finds a trans or a, um, not a transcript, like a, a book essentially that Verity has written or a journal that she's kept where she, you know, kind of tells all these deep, dark secrets and weird things start to happen. And you don't really know what's real, what's not real. It's very fascinating. The second one by Colleen Hoover is called It Ends With Us. This is essentially kind of a romance story, but again, it's one that is rooted in a very um, real and heavy topic, which is abuse um, within a relationship. And at the same time, it, it comes at it from a perspective where you're like, oh, but I really want her to be with this person. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. And you start to find yourself making excuses for that person 
in the book because you're like, but he's, it's this and it's that. And it's, it's so interesting. Like just the layers to this story and the fact that it is not always like the fairy tale love story, but yet it is in a way like it's, it's, I don't want to give too much away. It's a great story. So Colleen Hoover's books are incredible if you are looking for an author to follow. Okay, I could talk about those forever, so I'm going to stop. So those are my book recommendations, both business and personal. Now let's talk about my favorite things when it comes to business tools. So I'm going to share three here. These are three that are not new to me or you probably. You've probably heard me either talk about them or you've heard other people talk about them. So the first one is the tool I swear changed how I do business, which is HoneyBook. I know you've heard me say this. HoneyBook is the best thing to happen to my business since I started my business. I cannot say enough great things about this program and just the way that it allows me to automate things in my business, to keep track of things. It's the greatest way to if you work with clients one-on-one or if you need to keep track of, especially like I use it for my photography business, I'm able to have multiple accounts in there under one login. So I can switch between my photography business and my coaching business. And I can have my photography clients projects all set up. They are, they show up like in a really well laid out way. I have all of my client information in one place. I have their contact info all their invoices and questionnaires and forms they filled out and contracts and notes that I've taken, images they've sent me. Um, I mean, every contact, every email we send back and forth is kept inside of their file. So it's all right there together. Um, I can create automated responses. So if I'm on the go and someone sends an inquiry to my inbox, it goes straight into HoneyBook and I'm able to quickly, within a matter of seconds, send them an email back with the information that they need customize it if I need to. It's so simple. Um, it, does, it runs reports for me. I mean, it does all the things. So that's my number one. I mean, if, if someone were to ask me, like, what's the one business tool you can't live without? It's going to be HoneyBook. Um, I do have an affiliate link in the show or, yeah, in the show notes where you can get half off your first year. Um, it's a really great deal. It's also, I mean, it's very reasonably priced to begin with, but you get half off your first year if you use the link down in the show notes. All right, number two, probably comes in definitely second to HoneyBook, is Asana. Now, Asana is a tool similar to, there's Trello, there's ClickUp, there's um, Airtable, things like that. They're all pretty similar. A lot of times they're free unless you choose to pay for a higher tier. But the greatness of Asana is just how it allows me to organize content in my business. So I started off using it for the podcast. So like right now I'm recording this and I have my Asana board pulled up where I have it laid out so that I have the entire year for 2021. And I've now started a a board for 2022 where I have each month in a column and under each month I have like little, you know, cards, what they call cards where I can put each episode. I can put all the, all the links I need, any graphics, content ideas, um, the actual audio, if I want you know, to save the audio, it's all right there. And I have it from the last two years to go back to in the future if I ever need it. I do the same thing now that I use Asana for scheduling out my content for social media. I use it as a kind of a storage bank of content for that I've put onto the website. 
or of, you know, photography things. It's just, I use it for everything. And so I love the layout of it. I love the ability to just kind of visually see things in a way that makes sense to my brain. So Asana has been huge for helping me to stay on top of my content and being organized in how I do things. You can add team members so that people can view it and collaborate with you. It's it's amazing. My third favorite tool, no surprise here as well, is Canva. I am not a graphic designer, never have claimed to be, but we all know how important it is to have really great graphics and really great um, images and content pieces to go on social media, on our websites, things like that. And Canva makes it so easy to create those things without needing to have, you know, infer- or needing to have design skills or know how to use InDesign or Photoshop or any of those things. So I would say between HoneyBook, Asana, and Canva, those are the three things that I don't know that my business would be the same without. And there's obviously things like, oh, there's QuickBooks and, you know, there's other programs I use that are really important too. But these are the three that like, if you were to tell me I had to scale my business way back, these are the three things I would really want to keep as far as like tools and and programs I use within my business. All right, let's move on to our next category of favorite things, which is office items. So a lot of you probably work from home, much like I do. Um, I will sometimes go hang out like at a coffee shop. I've had daydreams of having an office space, but ultimately part of the greatness of working for yourself is I get to work from home. I don't have to go anywhere. Right now I'm in a pair of yoga pants and a sweatshirt and the most comfortable house shoes I own. And it's great. And I'm sitting here in my home office. I work out of a guest room which is at the front of our house. And it's got this huge window that overlooks the front yard. And I can, you know, see people walking their dogs or cars going by. I can see if I get deliveries, things like that. It's just, it's, it makes me very happy to work in my office space. But there are some things that have made it a little nicer and a little more comfortable to work in my office. So I wanted to share some of those things with you. And these are things that kind of make my life easier when it comes to working from home and my business. So the first one happens to be what I'm using right now. It's my microphone. When I first started my podcast, a friend of mine had bought a bunch of equipment to do a podcast and she decided she wasn't going to do it anymore. So she gave it all to me. And the first thing she gave me was this microphone. And it's not the one I'm using now. It was, I think it was like, I don't even know the brand. It was like a little... $20 microphone off of Amazon. And it worked great until it died. It completely stopped working in the middle of recording an episode one time. So I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign for me to do a little upgrade and buy a microphone I want for my podcast. So I did some research and I ended up choosing to go with a Blue Yeti microphone. Now, I'm sure you have seen these in photos of podcasters recording or in their stock photos. It's on the weird little curvy stand. I personally chose it because I like the way it sounds. I know a lot of podcasters who use it and I like the sound that it has. I like the ability to adjust multiple things within it. There are definitely some you know pros and cons, but you'll find that with any microphone that you have. I also wanted to make sure that not only for podcasting, but when I do interviews, when I'm on Zoom calls, 
I don't love the echoey sounds you get through your speakers or your microphone on your computer or even your headsets. I wanted to have a really clean, crisp sound. And so if you are doing a lot of Zoom calls, if you're recording anything, if you're even if you're recording like voiceovers or videos for you know courses or programs that you're creating, having a really great microphone is super helpful. So I love the Blue Yeti mic. There's some people who will tell you there's tons of other ones out there. Absolutely do your research. But this is the one that I personally love. The second item I'm going to recommend actually came with my microphone. So when I was looking for a microphone to purchase and I was looking at the Blue Yeti microphone, I came across this really great deal where you got the Blue Yeti microphone and a webcam all in one great price. So I was like, well, I need a new webcam because again, the one my friend had sent me was starting to not, it was a little bit older. It wasn't as compatible. It was not working as well. So I was like, perfect timing. So I was able to get my microphone and this Logitech, I think it's a Logitech. um, I will link to it for sure. So you'll know, but it is a webcam. It just sits right on my desktop. I can even put it on my laptop. It's USB port, you know, plug in. It does not require a lot of setup. You literally just plug it in and it's ready to go. But the reason I like having a webcam is because I do a lot of video recording with Zoom calls and podcast interviews and being guests on other people's show. And I want to make sure that I have a really great uh, presence on camera. And a lot of times the cameras on our computers are fine, but they're not as crisp, but not as clear. They also don't really show a lot of like they're kind of zoomed in a little bit. I like the way the webcams have a little bit more of a wider angle. And I like that it's, it, the one I have has like a little light on it. So it actually serves as like a little tiny ring light. It's not great, but it helps a little bit. And just having that webcam has been really helpful for me to feel a little more confident when I'm going into doing these video calls. So if you spend much time on video, I highly recommend getting a webcam. Now, the next one is kind of a strange thing to share, you know, as far as like a favorite things, but I literally love this item. It was less than $5, I believe at Ikea, but it's a laptop tray. So it's literally just a plastic tray because it's kind of like an L shape. But I like anytime, if you see me moving my laptop around my house, or if you see me take pictures of my laptop for social media, it's on this tray. And I like it for multiple reasons. Again, I bought it, honestly, I believe I bought it a couple of years ago, a smaller version for my daughters when they were using like, we were, I think we were doing a car ride and they needed something to like put their laptop, not their laptop, their iPad on. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. 
Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. And it was like a dollar at Ikea. Well, I went back because I was started using it a lot, but it was really too small for my laptop. So I bought a bigger version and it just, it props up my laptop at an angle that like makes it a lot easier for me to type on. It raises the screen up to a little more of eye level. So I'm not like staring down at it, sitting on a desktop. And then if I'm working from somewhere that's not at a table or a desk, like if I'm sitting on the couch in the evenings, just kind of finishing up some things, it's keeps it from getting overheated. We all know that feeling of like you have your laptop sitting on top of your lap or on your on a blanket or whatever, and it gets hot. This keeps it really, really cool. So again, it's kind of this silly little thing, but it really is one of those things that I'm like, I need my laptop tray. Like if I don't have it, I'll make somebody, like if I'm in the kitchen working on something, I'll be like, hey, go grab my laptop tray because I don't know, I've just become, it's become part of my routine. All right. The last office item I'm going to recommend as my favorite things is a ring light. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I do a lot of Instagram reels. Um, The ring light is super helpful. I think every business owner needs to have a really good tripod and a ring light with a phone holder on it. I use the same one for video calls too, because the way my office is set up, my window shines light on one side of me. If, when I'm on my video call, I need to light up the other side. So I use my ring light for that. I've done some podcast interviews or video calls in the evenings when it's dark and my ring light just adds like a nice little glow. You don't feel like you're in this dark cave. The key to having great video is having great light. I will use the ring light if I'm doing like a quick little like iPhone photo shoot as well. I need just like a quick couple of photos. I'll use it for that. I just, I think the ring light, whoever invented it and made it accessible is a genius. I know I've been using it a lot for photography way before I was ever using it for uh, business stuff, but now that they've made them a little smaller, definitely more affordable. It's the, it's the one thing I think a lot of every business owner should have in their office just on hand in case you need it. Um, And I will link to all of these things down the show notes most of the time, you can find a really decent ring light for $30 or less. You can obviously buy higher end ones or bigger ones for more. But I think if you're just using it to record quick little videos and things, then just the, you know, the ones that I'll link to from Amazon down below will be perfect. All right, the next category is personal items. So we're working from home and I shared with you my business items, like my office items that I like. But there's some things that I like to use on a day-to-day basis that are a little more personal kind of favorites. 
My first one is my guilty pleasure, and that is a foot massager. So I, and I will share this on Instagram so you can all see when this goes live, but I, for Christmas last year, my mom bought me this foot massager that someone had bought for her and she loved, and it fits perfectly under my desk. And so I use it as kind of a reward. So when I'm done working on a really daunting task or something I didn't want to do, I will give myself like 10 minutes to sit and do something fun, scroll Instagram or Facebook and run my foot massager. Or it's too loud to do during podcasts and things like that. But sometimes I'll just be in here working and I'll throw on the foot massager. And it's just this little kind of like bonus treat to myself during the day. So I have seen people do some, the ones that like go on your chair and can massage your shoulders or your back, anything like that. I mean, especially if you're sitting at a desk all day, it's important for us to kind of treat ourselves and take care of ourselves. So a little massager doesn't hurt. The next item I'll recommend are blue light glasses. So I did not buy into the hype of this for a while until I really started doing a lot of computer work in the last couple of years. And I did start getting more and more headaches. So I have purchased a couple of different blue light glasses and I have found some that I really like. And I don't always remember to wear them, but when I do, I notice a difference. I just, especially if I have days where I'm going to be staring at a computer screen a lot. So if I'm spending a lot of time editing photos or if I'm editing podcast episodes or creating content and having to do, you know, a lot of typing, I will put them on and it does kind of help just the fatigue. It helps my, you know, like a lot of times if you stare at a screen too long, you start to feel like, oh, I need to rub my eyes. They're just kind of getting like dry and tired. These blue light glasses really do help with that. Um, I'm actually considering getting some for my girls for Christmas, especially my older daughter who is starting to need to use devices more for school. They use, you know, like the Chromebooks at school and then she'll come home at night and get on the iPad and like do homework assignments or research things. And so um, I think that I may get a pair of those for her this year as well. All right. The next one is a personal favorite. And I don't know if this comes from my days of teaching or if it's just, I don't know, a thing I have, but I'm obsessed with really good pens. I'm also obsessed with notebooks. And so I have notebooks everywhere. And anytime I'm doing a podcast interview or anytime I'm just brainstorming or thinking of things or creating a to-do list, it's not enough for me just to have like a notebook. I need to have a really great pen. And to me, like black pens are boring. I want color. I want something that's going to, you know, stand out. So my favorite go-to pen are the Papermate flare pens, you know, like the, uh, what, felt tip ones that like write really smoothly and they're just, oh, they're so, so great. I love them. So that's definitely a favorite personal item. It's the one, one of the one things that in my office, if my kids get into them, I get really upset. I'm like, those are my good pens. I came home one day and my husband had the girls, they were doing an art project and they were like coloring with my paper mate pens. And I almost lost it. I was like, no, Do you know, first of all, how much these cost? And second of all, like those are my favorite pens. You don't mess with my Papermate flares. Um, If any of you are listening and like nodding your heads, you get it. Those are the best. My final personal item that I just don't know how I lived without beforehand are my Apple AirPods. I, you know, for a long time, of course, we had like the plug into your phone and put them in. They were attached, you know, like the corded ones. And I still will use those if, if I... I'm out running errands or something and forget my AirPods. 
But last year for Christmas, my husband bought me a pair of AirPods and I was like, I don't know if I'm really going to ever need these. Like, do they really work that well? Because I had had a few that were not the AirPods. They were like the knockoff kinds that didn't really ever work as well. The sound was always off or they would lose connection. But man, these AirPods guys, I don't, I think they live in my ears probably a good five to six hours a day because like right now I'm recording this episode and they're in my ears so that I can listen to the playback. If I'm doing work around the house, I'll have my AirPods in listening to a podcast or an audiobook, or I'm in a clubhouse room and I have them in. Um, if I, you know, want to just kind of have me time and the kids are playing around, I'll put my AirPods in. Those things have been a lifesaver for me. I absolutely love them. And I think that if you spend any time listening to things on your phone or doing recordings like this, having those AirPods are great. I love the ability to just be able to like, you know, walk around and not have them tethered to my phone. So if you aren't already an AirPods convert, highly recommend it. All right, we got two categories left. Left. I'm going to try to run through this pretty quickly. The next category are my favorite apps. So these are things I use on my phone, and I'll tell you a little bit why I use each of them. The first one is the Canva app. I know I already mentioned Canva up in the tools section, but having it on my phone has been really great too, especially for like social media purposes. I can create on my desktop, and then I can open the app on my phone, and the item I just created is there on my phone for easy download and sharing on social media. I don't have to download it on my computer, send it to my phone. It's all right there. If I need something really quickly, a quick Instagram story, I can go in my Canva app, create it really quickly, and then directly publish it to Instagram. The next app I love is called InShot, I-N-S-H-O-T. It is great for editing video. Now, I don't mean like iMovie or any like long format videos. I'm talking about like Instagram Reels and TikToks. So if you want to kind of create, so you have an idea, like I want to create this reel, I want it to to look like this or have this transition or I want to have this overlay on it, then InShot is usually going to be where you're going to need to do that. If you see a reel that you're like, how do they do that? It's probably created in something like InShot. And so it's a great tool. It's super easy to use. It doesn't require a lot of, you know, editing knowledge. It doesn't require you to take a bunch of like courses or YouTube videos to figure out how to use it. It's literally you just drag in videos from your iPhone. You can trim them. You can add music. You can add text and overlays and transitions, all the things. It's really, really simple to use, but it does make your videos look really nice and easy. Now, I will say when it comes to Instagram Reels, I don't do all of my Reels in InShot. I would say maybe one out of every 10 that I make, I use an InShot. Because most of them I can just do right inside of Reels and be done. But if I do want to add a little extra oomph to one of my Reels or I have a vision that I just can't do in the Reels app, then I use InShot. All right, the next two I use are connection apps. These are ones that I use to keep in touch with people. And the first one is Marco Polo. So this is one that my best friend and I who lives in Denver We use this on a daily basis, pretty much, where we can send little video messages back and forth and basically have a conversation face-to-face. I'm using air quotes there. But it's 
I mean, it's great. I've known her since we were five years old. And I feel like we talk more now through Marco Polo than we ever have in our entire like lifetime of knowing each other. And it's a great way for like, she can just hop on really quick. A lot of times we just do it like in the car. We'll put it like our phone in the car mount, hit record, and we can just talk while we're driving. Um, and again, it's not like a two-way thing. It's more of like, she sends me a video. I send her a video back. Um, but it's a great way. Again, it's just a testament to the fact that video is such a powerful tool in our society today. I love getting to like see her face and she'll show me like something in her house. Or if she's out on a, like if, or the other day I was out on a walk and I was like, turning the camera to show her like where I was walking and what I saw. And it just helps you feel really connected. The next one I use is called Voxer. And this is an audio version of Marco Polo. So it's, it's touted as kind of like a walkie talkie. So you just push a little button, you talk into it really quick. You can do short, long messages, and then it sends it to the person and then they can talk back to you. I know within like Instagram and Facebook, you can send voice messages as well. Um, for whatever reason, I prefer Voxer. It's a really easy way to just kind of stay in touch and keep everything in one place. So um, another tool I meant to add, it's also an app. I'm going to just kind of do a little extra bonus throw in here is Slack. So I've started using Slack with my coaching program that I am a part of. So I'm part of um, Subi's uh, RSG Pro and they use Slack so that introduced me to using the program and I'm obsessed with it. And it's another great way to have conversations and share videos, audio, um, text, images, all those things. All right, my last app I'm going to share is called Teleprompter. So this is a new one I started using. And the great thing about Teleprompter app is that if you are recording an Instagram reel or you're recording a video of any kind on your phone, you can upload text. So like, let's say you type out the... um, if you're doing a voiceover on Reels, you can type out the text that you want that you need to say. Or if you're going to record a video for a program you're doing, you can type it out, upload it in teleprompter, and it will show up on your screen as like a little overlay. And it's at eye level, so you, it doesn't look like you're looking down to read something. But it just helps you remember, even if it's just key points, it'll help you stay on track. So it's a great tool to use if you're recording videos where you need to really remember like what it is that you need to say. All right, final category of my favorite things. I could not have a favorite things list without adding my favorite podcast because clearly I love podcasts. I'm going to put this one at the top of the list. Can I do that? Am I allowed to do that? Um, So I wanted to share with you some of my favorite podcasts from this year. This first one will come as zero surprise to anyone that knows me. And that is that my number one all-time forever favorite podcast to listen to is Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard and Monica Badman. I just adore them. My husband will say I'm a little bit of a crazed fan. Um, I have been to one of their live shows. It's, I just love it. I think, I think the greatness of their podcast is that it is so conversational in a way that a lot of other podcasts aren't, especially interview podcasts. You know, they're, it's an interview style podcast. It's not meant for education purposes. It is meant for entertainment. However, when they do their interviews, it's not surface level. They, it's a longer format. Most of their episodes are between an hour and a half to two hours and they dive deep. Like it fits my love for psychology and understanding the human psyche and like why we do the things we do and what makes us tick. 
And they really go into that with their guests, whether it's a celebrity or an expert they have on. I think the Thursday episodes, which is the experts on expert is my favorite. I've, I've met, I say met, I've been introduced to a lot of incredible experts that I would probably have never known about had it not been for the show. It's led me to other podcasts and books that I list that I've read. It's just, it's at the top of my list. It's probably one of the few podcasts that I like look forward to each week and will listen to when it airs. Cause a lot of times I'm going back and I'm kind of binging older episodes when I have time or when I'm in the mood or when I'm looking for a certain topic. This is the podcast that pretty much every episode I listen to within a day or two of it coming out. So that is definitely number one top of my list. The second one is the Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. I just recently started listening to this one because I had a little bit of a weird aversion to Glennon Doyle. I think it was the whole like the hype around her book Untamed. And I was just like, oh, another another one that kind of falls into this category of like women's empowerment, self-help. And not that those are bad things, but I was just kind of like, uh, I'm not I'm not in a space where I can I have room for anyone else in that space right now. And so I just sort of like overlooked on her and the power of Glennon Doyle. But I listened to an episode where she interviewed Brene Brown, who I absolutely adore. And I've listened to Brene Brown's podcast, too. I recommend that one. And the conversation, I was like, okay, I can be team Glennon Doyle now. Like, I really loved their conversation and I loved just her personality coming through. So if you are looking for a podcast that is very much like women empowerment and like we can do hard things and this is real life advice, but it's also feel good and energizing, then that's a good one to listen to. If you want to go a little more the entertainment route, <laughs> I love the podcast called The Popcast. It's with Knox McCoy and Jamie Golden. They are hilarious. They talk about all things pop culture. It's very much kind of this non-heavy thought-inducing episodes where they'll talk about things like The Bachelor franchise or Marvel movies or um, anything going on in pop culture, but they do it in a way that will have you like rolling on the floor laughing, tears down your face. It's so funny. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to their their show in public, like walking through the grocery store and laughed out loud and been like, oh, people think I'm crazy. <laughs> so if you want entertaining, if you want fun, the podcast is definitely the one to go with. All right, another business one I'll recommend, and then we'll wrap this up with my last one in a second, is Business Made Simple with Donald Miller. So again, going back to the beginning of the episode where I talked about his book, How to Build or Building a Story Brand. He has a podcast. It used to be called Building a Story Brand. Now it's Business Made Simple. If you go, I think if you go way enough, far enough back in the archives of theirs, you can get back to where they really kind of dive into the seven part framework of building a story brand. And now they've moved more into just business and marketing advice for business owners. Um, They interview some really great people. They have some great like quick tip episodes. Um, It's a great one to listen to. So my last and final favorite things of the year podcast um, I want to share is a podcast, but it's one for kids. And my kids, I love that they love podcasts now 
because they've heard me listening to them in the car. Like when I pick them up from school, a lot of times I have one playing in the car. Um, my oldest one, I usually will turn it off. She's like, no, you can leave it on. It's interesting. And it's like a marketing podcast or something, you know, silly that she would have no interest in normally. So we were on a little road trip a couple months ago and they decided they wanted to find their own podcast. So I did a little searching for podcasts for kids. And the one that they love the most is called, but why? And what's fun about it, it's Vermont public radio puts it or does it. And it's this really cute little podcast for kids where kids send in their questions and you can send in like a recording of your kids asking a question and they'll take the questions and they will play them in the episode. And then they'll bring in experts on those topics to give answers. So some of the examples of their episodes are things like how do fireworks work and why do we wear clothes? Who invented money? Why do Americans use the word soccer? How deep is the ocean? Why do dogs wag their tails? Things like this. And it's so cute because they will play the actual kids questions and then they'll have the experts come on. And it's really fun. My kids love it. They love even like re-listening to some of the episodes they've already listened to. And they think it's really fun when they can spout off some of the things that they've learned either to like their dad or their family members or their friends at school. So that's a fun one if you have kids that are that you're wanting to like entertain them in the car that doesn't require them like staring at a screen. All right. So that does it for this year's favorite things business edition, some personal in there, too. Um, episode. I will have anything that has links. I will have linked down in the show notes for you so that you can click on those, learn more about them, check them out. If you want to download or purchase anything that's available there, you can. And um, I would love to know what else you think should be added to this list. So head over to Instagram, look for my latest post on my favorite things and let me know in the comments, what are some of your favorite things, whether it's a something you have in your office, a podcast you listen to, a book you read, a tool that you use, an app that you just absolutely love. Go and share those with me over in the comments um, for that post. So thanks so much for being here again this week. And don't forget to check out next week's episode. We wrap up the year with our best of 2021 episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.